Good evening, everyone, and I'm on Will Becker, and I'm back with another book review. Um, th this book uh, comes out of an amazing gift that my wife gave me, um, and it is, uh, what the heck is the name of this thing? Um, you know what? I know what it is. It's one of those things where you forget. Anyways, all right. The, the book is called The Rights of Man by Thomas Paine. And let me just tell you, uh, some of you may like, well, that, if you're if you're American, that name might ring a bell, um, depending on uh, on how you, um, how much of a history student you were, how much you enjoy history. Uh, so in the 1700s, Thomas Paine uh, is a Virginian, and he writes this pamphlet called Common Sense. And it basically inspires much of the United States, the U.S. colonies, or the British colonies at the time, to stand up and to continue the fight against Britain, against the United Kingdom. Um, because this pointed out some of the things that, that many Americans believed. Um, this book is actually uh, Common Sense and the Rights of Man by Thomas Paine. It's the pamphlet as well as um, part one and part two of uh, his book. And I, I got to tell you, um, what Thomas does is he's writing to um, or in response to Edmund Burke, who is... Um, a brilliant British educator who went into Parliament and other stuff. Okay, um, and so what? I, there's just parts that I've got to read. Um, okay, a constitution is not the act of a government, but of a people constituting a government. And government without a constitution is power without a right. All delegated power is trust. And all assumed power is usurpation. Time does not alter the nature and quality of either. So this is in part two of the rights of man. Um, and, and this is just a brilliant, brilliant, a brilliant snippet here. Because I'll be honest with you, I, I never thought about why it was called a constitution. And right here, Thomas explains to us that it's called a constitution because it's created, constituted by men. See, the people of America created the government out of coming together and, and first, well, you got to kind of go back to, um, you got to go back to when the United States was first being colonized by the Brits and um, the stuff that was going on there. And they, they created their own governments, okay, in, in the colonies here. And, and they did that because British law did not extend to them. They were in, as the Brits considered it, wild country. Um, they didn't understand 
the the Native Americans. Um, let's just be honest. And they, well, history tells the story, um, and, and probably probably not well enough. Uh, the truth, the real truth of things. So, all right. Um, so, George Washington was elected president. Okay. And he delivered up his commission. When, so, excuse me, George Washington, who was the first president, was also the general of the armies. And he delivered up his commission when the war was over. And he became a private citizen. He was just, uh, well, I shouldn't say just. I mean, come on, this is George Washington. Um, but he went back to being a citizen. He he didn't try to hold on to his military power, which we saw in Rome. Um, I mean, shoot, the whole Roman dynasty uh, was, the, the Caesars was because of holding on to power and not giving it up. You know, Julius Caesar was murdered because of that, that whole situation and some jealousy there. So, um, but, but this other part, so, so, I read this, I share this one part because it was believed at one point that we in America, we serve and then we go back to our private lives. So, <clears throat> the compact was that of the people with each other to produce and constitute a government. To suppose that any government can be a party in a compact with the whole people is to suppose it to have existed before it could have a right to exist. Government is not a trade which any man or any body of men has a right to set up and exercise for his own emolument to make money. Uh, but it is altogether a trust, a right of those to whom that trust is delegated and by whom it is always re resumable. It has of itself no rights. They are altogether duties. So, right now in America, there's a lot of debate. There's a lot of uh, opinion and there's a lot of... Um, we use the term back and forth uh, over what the government's responsible for. But the truth is the U.S. government under the, the Constitution as it was originally established had very little rights. Um, the people were extremely free to do whatever they want because they followed the Anglo-Saxon law which got encoded into the British common law, which was then written and codified by William Blackstone. And basically, it's that you are free to do whatever you want as long as whatever you want doesn't harm your neighbor. And, I mean, it was that simple. Such a simple law. Um, of course, we could discuss it being a simpler time back in those days. But here's the thing. They understood that they were creating the government. See, it, it here, 
240 some years later, we think that, uh, we think that, uh, the government, you know, is like big brother, uh, you know, like daddy, like, you know, something that's always been there, but it, it wasn't, it was not supposed to meant to be an all powerful organization. So going, going back to that commentary, um, government is supposed to be a responsibility and a duty. So if a government requires the support of O's, it is a sign that it is not worth supporting and not not to be supported. Make government what it ought to be, and it will support itself. The intent was to, to provide protections for the liberties of the people. The rights of man are the rights all the rights of all generations of men and cannot be monopolized by any. That which is wor worth following will be followed for the sake of its worth. And it is it and it is in this that its security lies and not in the conditions with which it may be encumbered. When a man leaves property to his heirs, he does not commit it with an obligation that they shall accept it. Um, so the whole, the whole responsibility of the people is to adapt the Constitution for the people. See, one of the things that I didn't understand till I started reading about reading some of the documents written by some of the founders of um, the United States of America is that they they saw themselves as as men and women who had complete rights to do whatever they wanted. Now um it really it really is a big change today especially in the last you know almost 2 years um with the whole corona thing uh it's just it's just one of those things where you know we could debate that until we're blue in the face but the point is, is that I I'm, I'm trying to cover and I'm trying to hit here is that um the citizen, you and I, in, in any country, really, has a responsibility to, to stand up and do what's right. To help strengthen the nation um, against tyranny. Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes you have to flee. I've got a good friend who's a, who's a political refugee from another, another country because... Her political beliefs do not match up with the country or the government. And it was best for her to leave. <sighs> Here's a line that really kind of hit home. Um, <clears throat> uh, 
the poor themselves with all their their wants upon them are compelled to support the fraud that oppresses them. So what Thomas Paine is saying is that, in essence, is that any force, power, that says, I'll take care of you, here's this, here's that, that, uh, they're not acting in our best interests. And, you know, you and I, we're going to have to take that for what it's worth. Um, understand that, that the founding documents um, of the United States of America should not just be relegated to history. As we read and as we understand to the best of our ability what they were thinking, those men and women, mostly men, let's be honest, um, but they had wives. And we know from we know from John Adams, um, John Adams history that Abigail played a huge role in his decision making and his thinking processes, and that she had an impact on the way that he did things. Um, so I just I just want you guys to consider picking up some of those documents, because really, as a, as a Christian. The founding documents of the United States of America are a gift to the world because they espouse freedom. They espouse liberty from tyranny. They build up individuals. I, just the way that I think about government and liberty, about the rights of my fellow man, has, expa has expanded. I mean, really. And it has grown. And I got to tell you that I, I don't think about government or those elected into office the same way anymore. Um, in fact, uh, because of reading these things, I will never call an elected politician a leader. Because that's not their job. Their job is to be a representative of the people. We, the people, are supposed to be the leaders. Lead in our communities, lead in our towns, lead in our states, our counties. So that way, those that we choose to represent us will understand the will of the people in their community. Oh, that reminds me. Another thing about government, especially U.S. government, is it is supposed to be slow. Because what they saw in Europe and the things that went on overseas um, is that... The government that can move fast can remove rights, can destroy liberty. So one of the things that I've learned uh, is that the intent was for government to move slow. So that way people would work in their communities to fix things. Um, and, and hopefully that would prevent the, the county and the state governments from getting involved because the local community would handle the situation similar to the way that it happened for the Anglo-Saxons. Now, I totally missed this, totally skipped 
bam, right, right past this. So why this book? Uh, the Rights of Man by Thomas Paine is one of the founding documents of the United States of America. And it is an indication of the thinking that many of, not all, some, maybe I should use some of them, um, had when it comes to what was going on in the American colonies. Uh, number two, Thomas Paine wrote Common Sense, the pamphlets that inspired a nation to stand up for what's right. Now, we could debate the number of people that were actually fighting versus all that stuff, but here's the point. The majority of the people wanted liberty. And they supported they supported the the uh, army of the united states and the constitutional uh, you know, i don't even remember what's called right now what it was called um but they su they supported it they completely supported it um they burned farms they they gave, there are men and women that gave everything and died destitute and poor because of their belief in this country. Because I'm a Christian, it's my belief also that their reward is in heaven. Number three, it is part of the documents that helped to shape the United States of America and many generations since. Uh, uh, the American Constitution has been an inspiration to many nations. I, I don't even know because I haven't even tried to look it up. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, Because, you know, I do these in, in one cut. and um, So here's the thing. Governments are constituted among men to protect the rights of the people. They're an agreement between the citizens that live in those nations. You know, um, every nation has its own history. The United States is tied strongly to, to Britain and to um, the United Kingdom, which ties it to France and European politics. Um, and I just got to tell you guys that that reading these documents, these books, these early books from that era, um, is pretty, pretty awesome uh, because it gives an insight into who they were and what they thought. Uh, my, the, the next book out of this set is The Constitution and Other Key American Writings. I'm, 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 I'll be honest with you guys. I'm excited about this. Here you go. This is just the first couple chat, the first couple parts of this book. The Mayflower Complex, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death, the Declaration of Independence, the Articles of Confederation and Perpetual Union, which is the first, the first constitution of the United States, essentially. The Treaty of Paris, the Virginia Plan, the Northwest Ordinance, the Constitution of the United States, the Federalist Papers, um, George Washington's first inaugural address, uh, and then it just goes. It just goes on. There's a, a bunch of documents in here: presidential inauguration addresses, and other things, all the way up through. Um, uh, oh, all the way up to uh, President Obama's first inaugural address and his announcement of the death of Osama bin Laden. So that'll be. I actually never read that. I did listen to it once in a long time, but so it's a really cool series. Um, 
and and learning what those individuals thought and believed um, has really helped open my eyes. Uh, up from slavery, huge change on the way that I thought about um, the people that lived then. You know, Booker T. Washington's account of how magnanimous, how generous, how caring um, the slaves were when they were released with the uh, Emancipation Proclamation. And how much so many of those families that they were um, slaves to were in a lot of ways part of their family. So that was, uh, that was pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, guys and gals, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching my video. If you get value from it, please like it, please share it. Uh, my goal is to reach uh, 25,000 people through my channels. Uh, because I want to inspire people to read. Because it changes our lives. Reading helps to helps us to think new thoughts. To get creative. Uh, it causes us to contemplate. And as one of my favorite quotes says, is uh, reading is how you install new software. And uh, it causes you to think. And uh, so pick up a novel, pick up a biography, pick up a history, and uh, learn some things. My friends, if you are looking to level up your leadership and your personal skills, uh, that's what I do at Turning Leaf Solutions. I work with individuals to help them make the growth happen in their life so that they can be better leaders, that they can be better coworkers, and um, you can connect with me at turningleafs.com. That is L-E-A-F-S.com. And uh, at the bottom of the page, there's a Calendly link where you can book a 30-minute session with me. And uh, you can get to know who I am and why I would be a good fit for you. All right, my friends. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. Uh, make it a great end of the year. Have some fun. Enjoy family. Um if you are away from family because you're deployed in the military or for other reasons, um, I pray that you have good friends to celebrate it with. And for you brave men and women deployed in the United States military, thank you for your service. I greatly appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Merry Christmas.